Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Welcome, everyone, to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Reda, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. We're going to chat about all of it with you. Arnold Clark, NWSL, the schedule is here. Lisa, we got to react to it. How are you doing this morning? Love to be here with you, as always. Love to be here with you as well. Um, It's a great day. We are... Nearing the weekend, we're on Thursday. It is, I know we're here to talk about football, but I am also thinking about American football. It is Super Bowl week. Go Eagles. That is Um, like, this city is like buzzing, buzzing. Um, It's a good time to be a Philadelphian. It's also a very stressful time. I'm not going to lie. There's there's high tensions around right now. It's like, you don't want to wear too many like green things and Eagles gear. Like you see people on the street and they're literally, everyone just says, go birds, go birds, go birds. You get a coffee, go birds. Like it's amazing. Uh, It's stressful. I know when we, you know, when we get together on these these live episodes, I'm always going to ask you how you're doing, you know, check in with you. But in this month in particular, with all of the playoff games going on and everything else, like I absolutely have to make sure that we always have some time at the top of the moment to check in on Lisa and her birds. Uh, it's a well, you ask me how I'm doing, and that's like front of mind. I'm like, well, yeah. Super Bowl and the Eagles play and. Three it's a days. big, it's a big weekend for you, pal. I got to make sure you're doing all right. Are you? Are, listen, are you hosting or are you going to someone else? So place? I, we are hosting here, but like very okay. small. Like I hope okay. a lot of my friends are not listening to this because like we did not really invite <laughs> a lot of people. It was more like if someone asked us if they could watch it at our house, we said okay. yes. No, um, okay. my fiance and I, Jimmy, we like to sit 
and and watch the game. So like we will make snacks and we will have some beverages and drinks going on and, and there will be food. But like once kickoff happens, honestly, like national anthem because it's the Super Bowl, I'm all invested. Uh, like we will be sitting on the couch and I will not be hosting. And if you're not here before, like we're not, I'm not coming downstairs to let you into our apartment anymore. Like you got to figure out a way to get in. But yes, we do have a couple people over. It's um, yeah, it's a very good time. It's fun. It's stressful. It's exciting though. But otherwise, I'm excited about the NWSL schedule coming out (laughs) and the international tournaments, you know. We're we're just chatting about all things football, both both American and global, right? That's that's how we do here on uh, on A three. Uh, welcome again to everybody joining us. Uh, hit us up in the comments. We want to hear your reactions as well to the NWSL schedule drop. It is here. It has arrived, uh, folks who enjoy utilizing the schedule to perhaps maybe you know go ahead and plan out and map out some some travel dates. I do love that so many NWSL fans are excellent at, uh, at at traveling for for some games mm-hmm. and um i think we could just start at the top in terms of like how we got here uh it's sort of been this kind of ongoing long unnecessarily running joke about the the schedule and and, and where is it and and when is it coming and who knows or who has it and you know, all of the breaking news and who can actually break that. Right. But um, I don't I don't know if it, sometimes it gets to that point where it gets a little nerve wracking. I think when you have players being pretty vocal about it, it gets to a point where you're just like, OK, maybe this isn't this isn't funny anymore. Um, but the league, um, they announced a framework. They announced a 2023 schedule framework. And that was back in November. And they gave a lot of the key dates and and some key points within that as well. They said, this is when the regular season is going to start. The Challenge Cup is no longer going to take place in a preseason format. It is going to run concurrently. And here is the date for the NWSL Championship Final. And some other interesting tidbits that they put in that framework was the concept of midweek matches and the fact that they wanted to try to balance some things out in light of a 2023 World Cup on the horizon uh, in which they're, the league's going to have a ton of players uh, likely absent representing their respective nations uh, in in um, in the World Cup. So they threw around something like, there's not going to be any midweek regular season matches. Not that there weren't going to be any midweek matches at all, but it was interesting to sort of see all of this framework without the actual schedule in front. And then months and months and months passed. We rang in a new year. We went to an <laughs> NWSL draft. Um, asked Commissioner <laughs> Berman about it. She said, hey, we're going to get it out sooner than we did last year. And you know what? She's not wrong. She's not wrong, technically. She was not wrong. It was a, It's approximately one day earlier then when we got this NWSL schedule uh, in in 2022, it was something I was keeping track of. And I was like, okay, we got it on this day, which was about 45 days ahead of kickoff of the regular season last year. And then this year, um, it's 44 last year. And now this year, it's 45. So I don't know. The bigger the number, the better. But I guess here we are. It's yeah. Here. It's it's finally here. And I, I know that making a schedule is very difficult. I have never had to have that pressure put on me. I have 
I was formerly a high school soccer coach. And so I was involved in schedule making, but I was not in charge of schedule making. And it is difficult. It is very difficult, right? Like I'm giving the league a lot of benefit of the doubt because there are so many hoops you have to jump through. You have to worry about travel for these teams. You have to make sure one team isn't traveling six, eight weeks in a row, that they're not just constantly on the road flying from West Coast to East Coast to West Coast to East Coast. You have to take that into account. You have to take into account um, also competition, right? It's not really great to have the same teams playing back-to-back in the first two months of a season, and then they see all different teams throughout the rest of the four months of, of the season. There are just so many different factors that come into it. Another one being field availability, right? Like when as as horrible as it was that there were teams playing on baseball fields and baseball stadiums, that was because of availability of, of field and then being able to have um, more flexibility in game times and things like that. Now that all of these teams are playing in stadiums and actually on soccer pitches, which is thank God, you have to take into account that other teams use these stadiums. I mean, even when you look at some of the the teams and the partnerships that these clubs have with MLS teams, like they also have to use those stadiums. So the two clubs have to work in tandem. And yes, that's probably a little bit easier for someone like a Portland Thorns to work with the Timbers because they're under same ownership and and Orlando to do that with Orlando City and the Pride. But some of the other teams like Washington Spirit, they're not under Washington United, but they share the same stadium at Audi Field. So you have to have those conversations and work with that. So there are just so many factors that come into making the schedule and MLS schedule is a big part of that. They The NWSL have to, has to wait for the MLS schedule to come out first. Then they can start to determine what's going to happen. And, and it's a giant puzzle of yeah. getting all these teams in there. I think that's like really important to kind of like lay the groundwork. Now, yeah, of course I want the schedule six months ago. But like – I don't know if that's going to happen at this point. Yeah. We're on. Record. I don't know if it's we're possible. Honestly, we're, I don't think it's possible either. And yeah. like at this point, we're on pace to hopefully get it forty-six days out from the start of the regular season. <laughs> next every day, every day that we get added on is is a win. We're going to count that as a dub for sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's but I can also imagine some of the lingering frustrations around it from year after year. Sort of like I said, kind of the the ongoing. Uh, joking uh, around it and 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 while it's understandable that all of those factors are you know taken into consideration it's also like it i think it also just adds to that layer of frustration because you also look at the landscape of the 12 clubs involved and you know not every team has an official mls partnership right although maybe they're playing in an mls stadium um not every club you know, is, is the primary tenant of those, you know, facilities. Totally. I mean, we've talked constantly about Kansas City and, and what they're doing, and they are building the the own, what's going to be the only NWSL-specific stadium uh, for a team. Yeah. So even in, you know, when they finally break ground on that, which is going to be in the near future, even then, it, it sounds mm-hmm. like there's only going to be one stadium that will be able to, Go ahead exactly. and and do whatever as they see fit. So that's what I mean when I say it's like I feel like it's not. If it does, you know, I feel like it might not happen um, 
I might, I feel like that might not happen, you know, or that might not be a change in, in how early we get the schedule, even in the near future, when we have so many clubs that do need to maybe take a look at an MLS schedule or my goodness, just an event schedule that's going right. on. I mean, I know that there are like, there are other events that take place in some of these facilities. I remember um, covering things like closely and locally with Chicago. And like, part of the joke is like, Oh, you know what we should do because we haven't got the schedule yet. We should definitely look at the events calendar of SeatGeek Stadium, and that way we can like probably eliminate and right yes that the Red Stars will not be playing a home game. They will either they will be on the road perhaps during this particular window uh, of weekends in in the summer. Um, it's just like and and then and then you get the actual schedule and then you map out and guess and see if you were right. So yeah. <laughs> it's um it's a, it's a yeah, it's a it's a fun process. It's a fun fun game uh to play. Um but I'm with you. I think at this point, you know, from from here on out at least until the near future, anytime you can get the schedule together earlier than the year before I think is a win um because you're also looking at the other side of things for for those clubs that that want to push those season ticket packages or want to put together those like you know those multi-game flex packages anything to help sell tickets to this you know to get audiences and, and fans into those uh turnstiles you know I think it's just going to be beneficial to those to those sales uh departments yeah. Um, and I think while we're talking about just days, I think even just a week, you know, if we get it to a point where it's like it's a week before or uh, that, that we got it out earlier from the from the year prior, I think is very, very helpful. So um, whether it's going to be 46 next year, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's something that we'll <laughs> it's something that we'll check in. I'll, we'll probably be counting the days uh, again. But um, uh, something else within this schedule release that we knew about due to the framework was challenge cup. So challenge cup is something that is going to take place concurrently alongside the regular season. It is no longer going to be a preseason type of event. It's evolved once more now in its fourth edition, it is going to kick off officially on April 19th, run through six weeks throughout the regular season and conclude in September with the semifinal um, on September 6th and a final on September 9th. Mm -hmm. Winners get all the bragging rights, they get a Challenge Cup title, and they get a bonus pool to share as well. So that's very, very exciting. Um, but it's here. Uh, for those who may have missed it, uh, Attacking Third is hyped for the schedule to be announced. We've got a lovely set of social graphics for you all to keep track of. We've got some picks of biggest matchups to watch. Lisa made some picks. I made some picks. It's soccer on tour. Mm -hmm. We love our little tour lineup here. Um, make sure you pay attention to it because it's going to be a theme that we run with all season long. And we're really yeah. happy. <laughs> Uh, excited about that. And we weren't the only ones. We weren't the only ones planning ahead of time. Our wonderful social team were not the only ones getting creative with the announcement or the reveal of the schedule. In fact, clubs also got into all this and there were some really creative and really funny individual club yeah. releases with this schedule announcement. And I loved it. I, I thought there were some pretty clever ones, some funny ones, very creative ones. And I think, look, uh, you know who I, where I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with the Chicago Red Stars because I just thought. Oh, I loved it. 
I just thought that their react, their announcement to this in reaction to the schedule was great. Uh, shout out to Netflix Wednesday. Um, they took their inspiration from that and did a fully choreographed uh, type of reaction to the schedule. And I thought it was outstanding. Shout out to Aaron Wright. Just give her an Emmy. Did a great yeah. job. I thought it was very, very clever. Uh, it was hilarious. If you haven't checked it out, honestly, like all of the NWSL clubs did things that were very clever, very creative. Um, when, when the schedule is, has a long time to come out and you're kind of like waiting for it and ready for it to come out, it allows time to be creative and to say, okay, what are we going to do with it when it does come out? I agree. I think the Wednesday dance from Chicago Red Stars was really good. Racing Louisville also put out a little like video um, of different clips of like different television shows talking about their competitors. So like they talked about Texas from SpongeBob clip. They did um, San Diego from uh, like another movie. It's Super cute, super clever. I was super impressed with it. There was like some good memes from San Diego. Um, Kelly Hubley starred in the Portland Thorns one, talking about how she needed to go on a vacation because she played every minute last year. Um, really clever. I liked how some of the clubs got the players involved, right? Like Kelly Hubley, as you mentioned, Aaron Wright from uh, Chicago Red Stars. Like it, it was pretty good. I liked it. It definitely gave me a chuckle at at some of these clubs and all the great things they were able to put out there. I, I It was funny. I was cracking hopefully, up. <laughs> hopefully it just like, you know, kind of like sets the stage or sets the tone for like, you know, what we could see throughout the regular season. I know, I know sometimes you see like some banter and stuff like between club socials and uh, who knows, maybe now that the schedule is here, we we're going to get more social teams collaborating on things moving forward. Uh, let's pivot a little bit to some more NWSL news though. Uh, everybody's happy. The schedule is here. Drop in the chat which uh, matchups you're excited to see. We always want to hear from you. Uh, we are going to chat about some signings that also dropped in between the announcement of the schedule drop. The league teasing that they have found the schedule and they were going to release it a couple days later than they did that. So in between them, there has been some some player news that we've got to chat about. Uh, the courage amongst the team announcing a new signing. They have acquired 25-year-old Japanese midfielder Narumi Miura. The Japanese uh, player will be with the team through the 2024 season. I'm, uh, I'm curious as to, you know, plans that they have for mm -hmm. this this particular player, where they plan on utilizing her. Um I remember in the Women's Cup when we saw Tokyo Verde and like getting to to take you know taking a look at rosters, taking a look at players who are available. Um, I I, I want to see this player against NWSL competition, and I I don't know if uh, I don't know if if a lot of teams have scouted a player like this. Uh, I'm yeah. not saying this is a, a real game changer for the Courage and just yet, uh, just because again I'm not too sure how they plan on, on, on utilizing her. But we saw in a very short window of time how a player can make an impact for a team like the Courage. I, I, I believe it was in Fukunagano who was, was just, but now is no longer with the team. But just a short window of time that some players need to, to make an impact. And I'm wondering if, if maybe there might be a, a similar 
uh, impact here uh, with with this player. But this is this is not the only signing that we saw uh, drop over the course of the last forty eight hours. Washington Spirits finally announcing uh, a signing and an acquisition for them themselves as well. Yeah, this um, big for both of these clubs, I think, right, to get some international flavor and flair into their rosters and, and kind of shake up what they're doing there with uh, Washington Spirit. They sign all they signed midfielder Inez Guadrena. I'm going to go with that one. Um, it's a one-year contract for the midfielder that it, this is a, a more of a veteran player, 31 years old. Um, she's been playing in France for the past 10 years. So now to join the NWSL, bring a different look to the midfielder of Washington Spirit. And and this is a, a spirit club that we know historically has the most of any other NWSL club players that leave internationally, especially for the women's national team in the United States. So during a summer where it's going to be very active, when we now know the schedule, when the challenge cup will be playing during the world cup window, that's, that's when the challenge cup is going to take over. It's not so much going to be the regular season. Um, Perhaps we're going to see a lot more depth come from these types of players because Washington spirit, they have some, they have some veteran midfielders already on their roster. So to add uh, this really big, depth um out of this French player is massive I think it adds adds a little bit more to both of these sides I mean finally Washington is like making (laughs) some type of move and getting some type of players yeah exactly I want to see more more. no we'll see Uh, listen it's still technically preseason anything can happen but uh Mm -hmm. love that I also thought it was kind of funny because it's like they made this announcement and this this specific player had kind of been tied to the spirit already there have been some rumors around yeah. <laughs> around this player lingo but then it was like okay they finally announced it you know now you could celebrate it kind of energy so it was cool to see that um get announced uh for for the spirit and like i said sign more we want to see some more for the spirit um yeah speaking of uh, uh new things arriving to the league there have been some partnerships that have been announced as well and uh, they look a little different there are league specific partnerships and there are club specific partnerships but something that was really cool that was dropped that we actually didn't get a chance to chat about in some of our previous episodes um was this very interesting uh official creativity partner with adobe that the the league recently announced they welcome adobe as the official creativity partner announced a multi-year partnership to celebrate and empower creators on and off the field and um i really liked reading the details of this new sponsorship uh, there's a lot of times when folks are, are looking at partnerships and they're like what is who, who is it what does it mean what's the brand you know what are they actually you know part uh, going to contribute to to the league and and um, the growth of its players and there's a lot of times when you're looking at those things and, and fans are really good about being socially conscious about these kinds of things um and there are moments where they take a look at partnerships and they're like, that kind of sucks. And then there's moments where you take a look at certain partnerships and you're like, hold on a second. This actually seems kind of mm-hmm. cool. And it sort of looks as if the reaction to this is kind of like in, in the wind column. So you got to celebrate the the dubs as much as you sort of antagonize the L's. Um, so it was cool to sort of see this partnership come to life and this concept of a creator class that is going to be launched within this as well. Um, It's essentially going to be a program designed to give emerging creators an opportunity to earn commissions 
further projects. And yeah, there will be four that. creator class participants that are going to get um, like access to the league, to big team moments, opportunities to learn from it, and essentially receive $10,000 um, for their personal creative projects. So I thought yeah, this was something very, massive. very cool. Yeah. Massive. And, and, not just for creators, for women, right? They they want to really highlight that they they want to get women involved in these creative graphic designer type roles. And the partnership with Adobe means that you're also going to be have access, right, to the Adobe Suite to be able to use all that Adobe. Um, I, I really really like this. There are so many creative people out there that do things for fun right? That they just like to create. They like to do things. I mean, you looked at all these social teams that the NWSL put out for their schedule release, even our social team putting out the the tour thing. Like that is incredibly creative. Um, that's, that's a creator right there and a designer coming up with that. And this is such a cool partnership because um, it, these creators now, if you get accepted into this very limited four spot program creator class, you can make things like posters and fan templates and animated promos and stickers and social media posts and stories and reels and t-shirts and everything like that. And they're going to be promoted by the league and by Adobe. And you'll also be financially compensated for your work, which like it shouldn't even need to be said, but people need to be compensated for the work that they're doing. So the fact that it's all kind of being woven together and, and they, I think part of the advertising a little bit for it was like, Hey, if you're in an NWSL market, like this could be a really great opportunity for you because then maybe you can partner a little bit closer with the individual club that's there. But if if you're there, you're going to get access to the game. You're going to get access to the playoffs and the championships and the drafts. So it's not just like a one month creator class. It's they're looking at this for long term throughout the entirety of the season, running through the draft next year. This is a great opportunity for any creators out there that are interested in this partnering with Adobe and NWSL apply. It's on uh, Adobe's website where they announce this. Um, you do have to be physically located to one of the NWSL clubs um, and, and, and you do have to provide your own transportation. That was another little caveat in this. They're not going to provide transportation to you. You have to be at least 18 years old and, and you must no. speak English. But other than that, it's like if you're creative, you've got some ideas, apply. Why not? I'm, I'm super happy about this, happy about the partnership um, and excited to see kind of what comes of it, right? Like yeah. I think this is an avenue to create more job opportunities within the league as a full-time role or within clubs as a full-time role. I uh, My hope is that we're going to see some cool things come out of this, this yeah. partnership um, and not just like this specific component that we're talking about in terms of this creator class, but just what it is going to do for certain players across the league. Um, They're ultimately going to provide players with a lot of specific creative Mm. tools as well. Um, And that was really, really the focus of 
of this partnership. Yes, this is very cool creator class. It's going to be like awarded to four very creative individuals. But what this partnership is going to provide for players is also very unique as well. I mean, the fact that they launched it with, with somebody like Trinity Rodman is kind of the face of it. I thought was very telling. Someone who likes to, you know, we've seen some really funny TikToks, some really cool creative things on her socials. Um, and the fact that they're going to provide at the athletes with like what are going to be called like brand building workshops, access to literal Adobe creative and digital marketing tools, um, all kinds of stuff for personal brand training um, and essentially like connecting them with with other creative marketing experts, I thought yeah. is was also very, very cool, too. So um, we wanted to take some time to highlight this type of partnership as well, um, because I think it's actually going to like be one of the partnerships where you can literally see and hear its impact Probably yeah. immediately. Well, we'll see. We'll see if some of these players are utilizing it. Like I said, keep an eye on, on Trinity Rodman's uh, social spaces. Uh, I wouldn't. I won't be surprised <laughs> if we get to see some some more stuff uh, from from her. Uh, in terms of part uh, partnerships from club to club to club, that has also been something that has grown throughout NWSL. Earlier this year, we had chatted about Chicago Red Stars and the announcement of their partnership with Wolfsburg, and recently there was an announcement. Uh, between Oel Reign, Olympic Lyonnais, and Liga MX Femenil Club, Club America. They announced a three-team partnership that ultimately aims to share knowledge, experiences, and best practices between the three women's teams. So growing partnerships in multiple areas in different facets and phases of multiple leagues. I think that's also really cool. Yeah. Um, my understanding this is going to be the first like kind of three team like multi kind of partnership which i think is very very unique uh and very cool in my in my opinion yeah super excited about it um i'm really jazzed about the competition right because there's gonna be um like exhibition matches between these teams it kicks off when ol rain will play against club america um that's coming up at the end of this month february 25th uh, it'll be the start of it all really kicking off i'm i'm jazzed about that like this is how well, this is what we talked about with chicago and, and wolfsburg yeah. this is how we grow the game this is how we uh develop interests and and maybe get some players from different leagues into the nwsl and, and get the competition and get fan bases from local Washington, Seattle, Washington area to then be able to see Club America in action in person. And then you start to follow them when they go back to Mexico and they continue to play. I, I'm jazzed about this. I really like it. Uh, the partnerships um, will really help with like recruiting and scouting as they they go through with teams so it's not just a partnership in terms of like okay we get to play exhibition games but like sharing the scouting and heading into a year where there's a lot of different competitions and and then to collaborate on the academy level as well with education and technique and strategy and and how you coach and how you develop players and things like that um it's fantastic i mean we also saw it with um Angel City, right? And uh, Tigres last year, they had, a, yep. they had a partnership. But I like that it's three teams now. We're, we're yeah. growing it. We're, we're getting it a little bit more advanced. Pretty into it. I like yeah. this one. I'm loving that. I'm loving that it's becoming more, I guess, what we can consider at this point, like now, common space. Um, mm -hmm. Even though there's like 12 clubs and we've really only seen like a, a few announcements. Like you mentioned Angel City. We're obviously talking about, oh, right now we are talking about Chicago Red Stars. But I, I anticipate that that might only that might only be just the beginning. Like I won't be surprised if we continue to hear or see yeah. 
more team announcements like this. And I also really, really love that they are kind of tied to Liga Mix uh, Feminil yeah. specifically. I mean, there's, again, I'm always going to... Um, I knew you would love that. <laughs> for that. Yeah, I'm always going to be hyped for that. I mean, we're talking about a, a fully professionalized league that's right next door to you. Um, yeah. And has been around for, for X amount of years now. So there's, a, I think, a lot of real opportunity. And it's, very, it's just very cool to see that NWSL specific clubs are actually taking note of that and saying, you know what, this is this is another franchise that we want to partner with and sort of combine forces for other areas and move forward with that. So very, very cool announcement between those three teams. And uh, we're going to chat about some more collaborative things. I guess when you're looking at the international window, perhaps that could be considered a good collab. You're on tour with us. Stay with us. We're going to chat all about the Arnold Clark Cup right after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, we're back from our break. Happy Black History Month to everybody. Let's chat a little bit about the Arnold Clark Cup. We're just Arnold Clarking around over here on A3. The second edition of the tournament officially going to kick off on February the 16th. It's one of several round robin style tournaments that will be taking place during this specific February international window. And if you don't know, now you know the Arnold Clark Cup can be viewed on Paramount Plus. I don't know if people knew that. Last year, the first edition of Arnold Clark Cup was on Paramount Plus. And guess what? You're going to get to watch the second edition of this one. But a little different. England are still a host in this one. Linus welcoming three new teams into this competition. They will, um, they will welcome Italy. They will welcome Belgium. And they will welcome South Korea into this year's version of the Arnold Clark Cup. Yeah, jazzed about this one as well. Um, it's only the second year of the Arnold Clark Cup. Um, there was like a plethora of memes about like who is Arnold Clark like last year. So I'm, I'm pretty exci- excited about that. But this year it's a bit different. Last year, remember, it was Spain, Canada, Germany all playing in the Arnold Clark Cup. England ends up winning it. Um, and that kind of kicked off England's like – 
year of success last year, right? Because they win this round robin tournament in February, early in the year last year. Then they go on to win the Euros. And this is now an England team that has this giant arrow on their back and, and this big X on their back as they head into a World Cup year. So the fact that this tournament is back again, not at all surprising. There was a lot of success last year as it is played in England, hosted by England. Um, and now getting a couple different teams in it this year in Italy, Belgium, South Korea, as well as England, who are the reigning champions of this. Yeah. Um, rosters have come out for all of these nations and, and who they're bringing. I was pretty impressed to look at England's roster. Uh, Serena Wigman, she's got yeah. 26 players. And, and you and I have talked a lot about numbers on rosters, whether it's yeah. with the United States or with other nations, because at the World Cup, there are only going to be 23 players as of now, right? And, and I'm I'm not so sure that's going to change. I think some nations are trying to get that to change and have FIFA announce it's going to be 26 players. But as of right now, it's only 23. So to have, I'm pretty sure all England, Belgium, Italy, and South Korea, I'm pretty sure all of their rosters are 26 players, if not maybe 25 in there. But um, with England, it's also a roster that we haven't seen in a little bit because the most recent FIFA window in November, there's a lot of big names missing from this England roster. And now we've got Lucy Bronze back, Leah Williamson, Fran Kirby, Lauren Hemp. They're all back after they missed that November camp. There's Lauren James, the 21-year-old, um, the, the Chelsea superstar right now that is just dominating. She's on this English roster again for Wigman. I'm, I'm excited about England. This is a team that it, they want to win it again, right? This is, this is a, tournament that you host yourself it's got similar vibes to she similar vibes to she believes cup for the united states um but the competition's great too right between belgium italy and south korea like yeah. these are top 20 fifa ranked teams I, i'm jazzed i am so jazzed to watch this one and, and you even you look at italy like that's a great team too like they didn't do the best in the euros last summer they, they really didn't they got kicked out in the group stage but they're preparing for a World Cup, uh, a team that went, I believe, to the quarters in 2019 was Italy. So they're looking to get back to um, that, that type of place this summer as well. It's it's all preparation for the World Cup. Yeah, I think that's that's sort of the angle that, I, that I've been looking at. I think, you know, I, I listen, if people are looking for all of the things that are going on during this February window, uh, I wrote them up for you on .com so you could take a look at some of the nations that are going to, you know, compete in this window in a lot of different types of round robin style tournaments. The big ones I think that are sticking out for people because of the teams that are involved in them are things like a She Believes Cup or Arnold Clark Cup or uh, Tournoi de France. Um, and I think when we're look when we're just talking about Arnold Clark Cup specifically, I, I, even though it's in its second edition and, and they rotated new teams into this, there's, there's, Three teams amongst the, the four of them that are World Cup bound teams. She believes Cup yes. is, is the yeah. only one that has all four of its participating uh, teams going to the World Cup. But a lot of these tournaments, that is the angle that sort of I'm looking at. There's it's an opportunity here in this February window for World Cup competition to get a look at other World Cup competition. And uh, that's that's not no like little petty thing. That's like a very cool, very important thing. Um, I would imagine not only Serena Wigman, but the all of the coaches involved in the Arnold Clark Cup are, are looking at that angle as well. Like who are some players that we could possibly see down the line? 
in uh in a world cup and you know how are we how are they going to line up against england tactically because this is the team with the target right not only are they winners of uh current title holders of the arnold clark cup based off of last year's results but you know these are the reigning european champions they went on that incredible run during the summer of soccer 2022 and now here we are with our eyes all on this february window but i love that even even with those types of, of targets, those types of big bright lights shining on you. A coach like, uh, you know, is not intimidated by getting different looks at, at players. I mean, we're talking 26 players for this, this window. I mean, it's almost like she's like, I'm, I'm going to call in 26 because I'm going to make it seem like I have to call 26 players for, um for the world cup. But I mean, we're, we're talking about a team coming off of that. That's that epic summer that they have. They don't have somebody uh, like a, like a Beth Mead. Um, and while they have a lot of capable talent kind of in their attack, you have to also look at momentum and cohesion and, and what that means mm-hmm. for the Lionesses moving forward. So, you know, are we going to see in, in over the course of these three games, are we going to see different combinations from, are we going to see Alicia Russo utilizing a starting role capacity versus sort of, coming off the bench at times, which we saw that during um, during the run in the Euros. But, you know, you're also I know people are also taking a look at maybe, you know, the the players who are missing from this mm-hmm. roster as well. Like it's not just a, a, a Beth Mead, like based off of, you know, her her ACL injury. There's there's no Jordan Nobbs on this one. There's no Beth no. England. Um, you know, there's, there's no Nikita Paris. There's no, there's no Cabby George, you know? So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of names. I think even though you're like, wow, 26 players, there's, there's players that have been kind of rotated out as well. So a lot of, a lot of similar energy, I think for coaches, right. As the months get more narrow and narrow in the buildup to the world cup, uh, that they are still trying to, to get a look or cast a wide net, I think, or, you know, sort of take a look at the full pool, um, you know, in front of them really during this window as well. I think, I think maybe there, there might be the questions that have presented themselves for certain coaches or certain rosters um, up to this point, I think might get some answers um, out of this window. Because again, I think this is a very unique window of time for a lot of teams to get those questions answered. This is the, uh, from my understanding, going to be the only window that sort of has these multiple round robin style tournaments. Well, yes, of course, there's going to be a few more international windows that come up. They're more your traditional type of windows where you can have uh, only a couple of games. So we're likely to see future international uh, window announcements made where it's like, hey, you know, the Lionesses are going to face off against Team X, and it will be on these two days. Or the United States Women's National Team is going to play against Team Y, and it's going to be these two dates during this window. Yeah. It's not going to be the opportunity that is in front of them right now, where there's this sort of double, this this round robin style with short breaks in between games and multiple games within, and, uh, and more opportunities. And, uh, to play various competition, right? Like, because this is like you, same as in she believes, like with Arnold Clark, these nations get the opportunity to play against three different competitions. That'll give you three different styles of football that will pr- like throw at you many different challenges. And this is the, the real big start to the buildup of the world cup for these nations. Um, uh, 
And yeah. because of that, I think heading into it, I think Belgium's the only team that's not preparing for a World Cup at this point. So they're going to throw at England and Italy and South Korea everything they've got to prove why they should have been at the World Cup at this point. But you're exactly right. The rest of the FIFA windows coming up before we hit July when it is the Women's World Cup are, are most likely, like 99% of the time, just going to be one other nation um, in these friendlies, whether it's for England or Italy or South Korea or even the United States that they will be competing against. So it's opportunities like these where you really have to take advantage. Um, I, I'm so excited for this one. I think the competition is going to be really good. I think I'm most excited to watch England versus South Korea. That's a matchup that I am jazzed about. South Korea is such a tremendous team to watch in these types of competitions. And with England being the reigning champs of Arnold Clark and Euro champions heading into this one, they've now got a lot most of their firepower back, not all of it. I'm excited to see kind of how they line up against a South Korean side and and what those different tactical changes um, that they can take away from. Like I'm excited from just a purely fan standpoint to see what happens, but also the technical side of my brain and end in preparation for a world cup. And as a very proud American that I'm excited to see what England does in response to what South Korea throws at them in a learning curve for the United States heading into World Cup competition coming down the line. Oh, no, I'm with you 100%. I mean, when I was writing up all the tournaments, I I had South Korea as, you know, maybe unfairly mm-hmm. listed kind of as a, as a spoiler type of team. Um, and then I say unfairly because, I mean, I think amongst the four teams that are going to participate in Arnold Clark right after England, they're the next highest rated team, I believe. I think they might be at like right at 15 versus Italy and, right. and, and Belgium who are below that. Um, but they're also the only non-European side participating in yeah. the Arnold Clark Cup. So maybe, of course, naturally, I was like, well, I'm going to definitely like take a look at what South Korea is looking at maybe sort of dub them as as spoiler this is maybe a team that they that a lot of these nations whether it's england or italy or belgium have not had the opportunity to play mm-hmm. against and a lot of the south korean players um they've got experience in a lot of different leagues as well right so it's not just you know Right. Clubs throughout Asian uh, nations, but we're talking about you know playing in in Spanish league. We're talking about playing right in in, in FAWSL. They've got you know a couple players who previously played with with Chelsea. Yes. Um, G so young. So, yes, it's, yeah. I'm so excited to watch G. I was big, so excited. The biggest one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the highlight. Like eight nine years at Chelsea. She yeah. left last summer, and that's like on. I'm going to call myself out here. I haven't watched her play the the midfielder in about yeah. a year, right? Last summer when she left Chelsea, I haven't stuck up enough with her club game. So I'm really jazzed to see her, especially going up against England and like all her old teammates in competition from the Super League and with Chelsea. Totally. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's just like you've got that's the headline name, that's a breakout name, but yeah. you know, Park Yoon is is someone who also plays in in the Women's Super League, and it's just there's there's going to be opportunity, I think, here to for between some of these matches for for certain teams to play spoiler. And while yeah, I think we could look at South Korea as one of those teams. I think maybe if you're going off of like recency bias and like what we were paying attention to during that run of euros in july um or during the qualifier process maybe a team like belgium you know might try to get in there and spoil some things and if even if they don't come away with um you know a full three points out of some of these games 
they might make it very, very hard for another team like like Italy, for example. I'm very curious about how that result is going to pan out when it's yeah. Italy versus Belgium. So uh, very excited for the Arnold Clark Cup and so many. Go ahead. I see. Yeah, it. so, it's so to these, just it, looking at like fixtures, we're talking about them. I'm going to plug them a little bit. So it starts on Thursday, the 16th. Yep. That's when Italy plays Belgium and then England will be against South Korea. They're all the games are double headers um, happening. So back to back. Yes. And then so that's Thursday, the 16th of February and then Sunday, the 19th. Yeah. Where can you watch them, Lisa? Paramount Plus. Of course you can watch them on Paramount Plus. So Sunday the 19th, um, it's England versus Italy and then Belgium versus South Korea. And then it all concludes on Wednesday the 22nd, Korea against Italy and Belgium versus England. But um, I I think Thursday the 16th is the day that I'm like the most excited for because we get England, South Korea. We also get Italy, Belgium, right, of course. But the the later game being Italy, South Korea that I'm jazzed for. And then Decision Day, which will be Wednesday the 22nd because of the round robin. Look, let Thursday be a full slate of soccer for you. I'm sure folks are going to watch She Believes Cup, you know, but you know what you could do in the morning, you know, do in the daytime. You can maybe watch a little bit of Arnold Clark Cup. I'm sure uh, we are going to have a busy slate of games for you and I, buddy. Can't wait to watch a maddening amount of soccer next week with you. And everyone else, I hope you all watch along with us. Uh, that's all we've got today. Make sure you tune in to the Arnold Clark Cup on Paramount+. Plus. Thank you all for joining us live this morning on YouTube. You can download, follow, and listen to Attacking Third wherever you get your podcast. You can watch us too. Please subscribe at youtube.com slash Attacking Third to get alerts for whenever we go live. For Sandra Rita and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.